Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, the podcast which gives you keys to claiming your personal power. For more than a decade now, I've studied the King, Warrior, Magician, Lover archetypes, and in this time of great turmoil, I will reveal their secrets. My name is Ivan Fingenskjær-Schellum, founder of Men's Initiation, Reclaim Your Inner Throne, and it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. Hello, my friends. This is Ivan, your host of Walking with the Archetypes. I am also the founder of uh, Reclaim Unit Throne Initiation. And today I'm out on the fields here. I'm literally walking over the fields now, and the snow really came last night. So we've had unseasonably cold November weather and early December weather here back in Norway. It's been down to Minus 10, maybe even lower on a couple of occasions. Yeah, it's been, it's been cold. Like properly cold. And now the temperature has started to rise again. And I have some concern now that this snow that fell last night is going to start melting. And it's just going to become heavy as hell. And create all kinds of problems for the driving on the roads. But... Um, well, I'll take that problem when it comes. But it's beautiful. Beautiful. The trees around me are nice and white, covered in the snow that fell last night. And uh, I'm really happy to be out here. Gotta say, after our return to Norway for, for the holiday celebrations with my family, life has felt a little bit monotonous. Sat doing research online, working a bit on my business, hanging out with Michelle, reconnecting with my mother. Yeah, with new COVID restrictions, as expected for those of us paying attention, opportunities are just a little bit less. And I'm going to enjoy this episode because I do enjoy making these. It helps me break up some of the dark December, COVID restriction, weird times kind of monotony. So if you are ready, then let's dive in. Whenever we speak about how we perceive reality and how that can be distorted, we are talking about the magician archetype. This archetype really governs our experience of reality, the doors of perception. It's how we process things, how we make maps of reality. And so if you have a very well-developed magician archetype, you are more likely to be able to spot manipulation, spot propaganda. I find that a lot of people that have done various plant medicines probably more than once, extensive use of plant medicine, they seem to be more able to see right through the kind of trap that is happening in the world right now. So we're in magician territory. And when we speak about reality inversion, it's clear that this is close to lying. Inverting reality essentially is lying. And in, in terms of the way that a government lies... I have to bring in George Orwell's 1984. 
because in this seminal piece of work, this dystopian piece of fiction, well, I don't know if it's fiction anymore, but let's say <laughs> that it had some, some time back in the past it, it was, um, you have the, the empire, if you will, the, the large country of Oceania, and it's one of three that exist in the world, and they're in this weird perpetual cycle of war and peace with each other. Just theater to keep all of the citizens, the plebes, completely hypnotized, yeah? And in order to control the masses, the government there, I do believe it's called Ingsoc. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they call themselves Ingsoc. They're led by this mythical big brother figure. Who knows if it's a real person or if it's just a, a creation of Ingsoc in order to control the masses even more. And they have very tight control over the narratives of what happened in the world. They have various ministries that are involved in propagating the tyrannical rule. And um, I don't remember the protagonist's name right now. Something Wilson, isn't it? Anyway, he, if memory serves me right, he works in the Ministry of Truth. And what they do there is that they, they keep changing the past. They keep changing the present. They keep changing everything in order for the narratives of Ingsoc to have a foundation in previously published newspaper articles. So they basically, they go back in past newspaper articles, past publications, and they change them. And in this way, they create this fantasy reality. So very dystopian. And they choose to cripple their language, English in this case, and they make new speak, which is this perversion of the language where they take out all words that offer nuance or depth. And they just create all of these new weird expressions that actually turn language itself into a form of mind control. And so the poor citizens of Oceania, they, they think using newspeak because you think with language, right? You cannot really think in the way that we think of thinking. And so we think in language. And these people are then given a language that itself is a perversion of reality to think with. And this starts to create such cognitive dissonance for these people that they actually have no idea what is up and down anymore. They have no capacity to orient to reality. And this level of cognitive dissonance completely paralyzes them, makes them these depressed, psychotic wrecks that need the guidance of Ingsoc, of Big Brother, to actually navigate reality. So everyone thus becomes a slave to the government because the government itself has literally infiltrated the minds of these poor people. The ministries that I just mentioned a few minutes ago, they are named using doublespeak, which is the spoken version of doublethink. And so the Ministry of Propaganda is called the Ministry of Truth. The army essentially is called the Ministry of Peace. The Department of Torture is called the Ministry of Love. And then all of the labor camps in Oceania, they're called joy camps. It's just lovely, isn't it? So the distortion is complete. So now that we have established this idea of double speak and double think, we have some frame of reference to understand this concept of reality inversion. 
So reality inversion is when black becomes white and white becomes black. It's when up becomes down and down becomes up. It's when truth becomes lies and lies become truth. It's when freedom becomes enslavement and enslavement becomes freedom. It's when democracy becomes tyranny and tyranny becomes democracy. It is when love becomes hate and hate becomes love. It's when virtue becomes depravity and depravity becomes virtue. Does this sound a little bit like the world that you live in? So then the work of a magician, let's call him or her a black sorcerer in this case, because they're very, very dark indeed. Inside of a regime that needs this kind of reality inversion is to create what I call a reality inversion field. It is a kind of ritualized experience of hypnosis or of some kind of trance wherein the people affected by this field of reality inversion, they suffer all of those up becomes down, down becomes up effects. And so then if I'm somebody who has been strongly infected by reality inversion, I now can become the kind of person that fights hard for my own enslavement. Because I think that slavery is freedom. And I may also hate others very strongly because I think that hate is love. This kind of black sorcery is most likely to work on people who are very strongly dependent on validation from their social circle. From people that haven't really made many courageous action steps in their life. And so anything a little bit out of the ordinary is scary to them. Like changing my career or moving countries or whatever it is. Having the wrong opinion is scary because now somebody's a black sheep and if I am a black sheep or if I'm associated with a black sheep in a culture of conformity then I also become tainted and so the only thing that matters to me is that I belong in this culture of conformity and so this kind of need to belong to the in-group that has inverted reality is very common in authoritarian regimes this is also how so-called nice and good people end up supporting tyrants. This is what happened in Nazi Germany. The nice people, they just looked the other way as the brave, courageous people were fighting for freedom. And then eventually the nice people who weren't courageous enough, they were just captured by the Nazi wave of tyranny as it became too strong to do, to oppose. So to summarize, when you live in a tyranny under some sort of oppressive ruler or a group of rulers, those rulers will always wield black sorcerers that work hard to conjure reality inversion fields, wherein people actually have such cognitive dissonance because they see one thing and they're told another thing. My God. A bird again. 
I still don't know what this bird is, but it's this one friggin' bird that keeps showing up when I come out here and talk about tyranny. It is super weird. I don't know if it's the same bird, but it looks like the same bird. So, nature is with us. I wish I knew what that bird is. Definitely not a raven, definitely not a crow. Definitely not any of the other blackbirds that I know, but that I don't have English names for. So, well, I guess it's time for me to do some investigation. Anyway, I think we're done with this part of the podcast. And after the break, we will explore how these kinds of dynamics are playing out in our present day world. So I'll speak to you again after the break. After our Seeds of Sanctuary ceremony on August the 22nd, our new community platform Sanctuary is officially open. Sanctuary is a place free from big tech censorship and all kinds of woke bullshit and toxic narratives. This is a place where like-minded souls from the whole world, men and women both, gather to have deep inquiries into cutting-edge topics and to get support to rise in life in this difficult time. So join us here if you want access to free group coaching once per month, paid memberships, powerful rituals and great community. Register to Sanctuary now on innerthrone.com sanctuary. Welcome. So welcome back. I'm still out on the field wondering in the fairly deep snow actually. And I do think they put up a hunting tower over here since last. I guess there are some local hunters who climb that tower and shoot some deer every now and then. Because I know there's quite a bit of deer in this area as well. Nothing like what I have back in Sweden though. So I saw a post in The Guardian earlier today. Now I used to love The Guardian. It was a great newspaper 10 years ago. I was very different 10 years ago. So maybe that is part of it. But The Guardian was also very different 10 years ago. British newspaper seemed to have some kind of loyalty to truth back in the days. Seemed to pride themselves with being independent journalists. But when I read this article this morning, I thought to myself, this is textbook reality inversion. So Joe Biden has called some kind of summit with world leaders on the sorry state of democracy. He's very worried about the way that democracy is devolving apparently around the world and he wants to write it. And when I read through that article, almost every paragraph was an inversion of reality. Now, if you're paying attention to what's actually going on and not simply listening to the Democrat loyalists in mainstream media, you will know that there has been an unprecedented attack on democracy wielded by the present day American government. You will find that this is not isolated only to the political left. This is also happening with the political right in other countries like in Britain, for instance, with Boris, Boris Johnson. But since America is so influential in how things develop in the world, ooh, here is the deer. Here is the deer galloping over the field. No hunter in the tower though. It's coming my way, actually. 
easy to get distracted by nature. I hope you don't mind. Personally, I like that about this podcast, that nature gets to be part of it. Anyway, back to America, where there's been such drama in the political arena over the last many years. And the way that it's being presented is such a long shot away from reality that it really is kind of sickening to watch. In terms of reality inversion, most of the political foundation of the Biden administration is inversion of reality. Feel free to call it lies, but lying doesn't indicate that you're actually taking something and making it its opposite. But reality inversion does. So you're taking something and making it its opposite. And so when an emerging tyrant is wanting to create a base of support for his tyranny, then this kind of inversion of reality has to happen. Otherwise, people will just say, my God, this guy's crazy. He's, he's wanting to oppress us. What's going on? I'm not going to have it. But if this person has loyalty from the media and has billions of dollars invested in warping the very fabric of reality itself, now, now you can get some traction. And so when you're watching somebody like Jen Psaki, who is a black sorcerer, essentially, almost every time she addresses a question, she will not answer it directly. She will pull it into her desired narrative and then she will weave a spell. And if it's impossible to weave the spell, she will say something along the lines of, I don't have that information. I will circle back to you on that. And this is happening with a lot of these generals and politicians and leaders of the institutions that are pulled into Congress for hearings. You will have some senator that him or herself may not be clean as a whistle, challenging them on various statements that they have made. Let's take Anthony Fauci, the COVID priest extraordinaire, who has had some kind of twisted love affair with Rand Paul in Congress. And Rand Paul has challenged Anthony Fauci on gain-of-function research. And again and again, Anthony Fauci has been playing word games with Paul saying, no, we're not doing gain-of-function research. And even if we are, we're not doing it in China. And you're preposterous. Frankly, sir, you have no idea what you're talking about. Wielding his oppressive authority. And as truth has a tendency of coming out, we now know that yes, Anthony Fauci did sponsor gain-of-function research and nobody seems to be holding him responsible for it because the whole of this mess of a system is in the spell of reality inversion. Anthony Fauci himself is not a doctor, he's a sorcerer. His job is to cast spells of disinformation and reality inversion. I try to be an ally to everyone wanting the truth, which is why I love independent journalists like Matt Taibbi and Glenn Greenwald. I know that Greenwald is definitely on the left. I'm not sure about Matt Taibbi, but nevertheless, they've literally been persecuted. And so they've had to retreat to Substack, which is one of the few platforms for journalists online now where there isn't collusion with the Biden administration to censor the truth. So as I said, people on the right also 
invert reality. But there is something particular about the psyche of the left that seems to be less loyal to objective reality. And I believe that is related to the philosophical breakthroughs of relativism where you start to realize that you can only see reality through your own subjective filters. And so gradually, the political left, who we can thank for this particular realization, they became more and more focused on subjective reality. To the point that there is now no longer any kind of loyalty to objective reality. If I believe it is true, it is true. And this is a perfect frame for tyranny. And that is what is so frightening about the authoritarian left. So let's look now at the Steele dossier. If you have been paying attention to what's occurring in the world, you may know that the Durham probe of the Steele dossier has been ongoing. It was the Trump administration, if I'm not mistaken, that actually started this probe. And for some reason, the Biden administration didn't stop it, which was maybe a mistake because this probe is revealing the truth. So here's the backstory. The Clinton campaign back in 2016 accused the Trump campaign for colluding with the Russians. The story was that Trump had made a fool of himself so many times in Russia that the Russians now had the power to blackmail him. And since Trump didn't want to be blackmailed, he started to collude with them. And so the Kremlin would then feed Trump a lot of information, compromising information on Hillary Clinton that he then used to defeat her in the election. We now know, thanks to the Durham probe, that that did not happen, but the Clinton campaign colluded with Russians. At least one, but perhaps several. So what happened is that this Christopher Steele, who was a British ex-spy, he produced this Steele dossier. And this was ordered by a Democrat law firm, I don't remember their name. And I believe personally that it was done in such a way so that it couldn't be traced directly back to Clinton herself because she seems to have some sort of political immortality, like she's protected in all kinds of weird ways. And so this steel guy, the ex-spy, he went on his way to create a compromising document that would take down Trump. And then he found this key player that started to feed him all kinds of compromising information on Trump. This was a so-called collector. Somebody who collects a lot of information, doesn't necessarily have it himself or herself, but they collect the information. And you would have assumed that this key individual was well connected inside of the Kremlin and had a lot of this compromising information available to him. But as it turns out, this person, Igor Danchenko, was somebody who was based in Washington and who didn't really have much connections to the Kremlin. He was an analyst and basically he had some compromising information that was complete hearsay 
and it's turning out to be completely fabricated lies. So now you have this Igor Danchenko that the Durham probe has exposed as having lied to Christopher Steele. And then you have the Steele dossier that becomes the foundation for years of media smear of Donald Trump. And I don't care if you like him or not, that's not the story. This is about truth. This is about the inversion of reality. So now we have Igor Danchenko. So now we have Igor Danchenko standing accused for feeding the FBI disinformation. I think that's the accusation. I don't remember all of the details here. But, but the point being is that now Igor Danchenko is the full guy. And now it's Danchenko's fault. I think there's another guy that's being accused as well. And the, the whole narrative of the mainstream media of Russian collusion with Trump, and they pushed it fucking hard, has now completely collapsed. Is anyone saying I'm sorry? No, of course not. They're actually covering it a little bit more than I would have expected, because I think their heads would have rolled if they didn't. But still, a little bit of humility for having lied and inverted and twisted reality for years would have been welcome, I think. So this is one example of the kind of lies that is happening in the political world these days. And as I've said on previous podcasts, one of the things that actually got me tipped off to something seriously wrong being afoot was that I initially had real problems with the personality of Trump and I started to investigate the kind of scandals that he was involved with and actually found that not a single one of the scandals that had been exposed and promoted and pushed by the mainstream media was true. Obviously, the Russian collusion story was false. This drama around Lafayette Square and his Bible shoot is completely made up. The story of him smearing the dead World War II veterans was completely made up. The story of him mocking a handicapped journalist was completely taken out of context. And it's a complete distortion of reality when you know that this is the kind of mannerism that he was actually doing again and again and again for all kinds of people. It wasn't a mockery of handicapped people. For him, it was a mockery of morons. These things actually matter. And because we now live in a world where there is an unprecedented push, at least in my lifetime, for totalitarian control over culture, we need to look at them. How have we allowed this to happen? And how can it be that so many so-called good people have become so naive that they cannot tell a lie from the truth? They cannot tell the truth from the lie. It is, I believe, because we live in a time of reality inversion, where there is a horde of black sorcerers on both the political, on both the political left and the political right, but seemingly more on the political left for aforementioned reasons that are conjuring this kind of field of disinformation and reality inversion. Just heard a shot. I must be a hunter. Yeah. When you say that you're promoting democracy, but actually you're making a push for complete tyranny, that is reality inversion. If you say that you want to protect the children from COVID-19, and then you start promoting the vaccine using all kinds of 
Lion King animations with I just cannot wait for vaccine. And you're doing that to little kids and they think it's cool. And they don't know that they're anywhere between 50 and 117 times more likely to die from that vaccine than from the virus itself. Then that is reality inversion. And that particular point is also evil. If you say that black lives matter and you're pushing that as if it's like a core value to your whole administration and then you're about to take away their civil liberties, their civil rights that they fought for hard back in the middle of 20th century under the leadership of Martin Luther King that they fought for hard and now they're going to take them away from them because they are refusing the vaccine which they are because black Americans don't trust the government with their bodies because of the Tuskegee experiment and other kinds of brutal treatments that they've experienced in the past. While this administration is conniving up solutions for how can we get the jab into these black people who because they have vitamin D deficiency due to their melanin that blocks vitamin D they have vastly increased adverse reactions from this vaccine. So are you into Black Lives Matter or are you into eugenics? What will it be? You gotta choose. Can't have it both ways. This is reality inversion. It's ugly. Like, really ugly. So when somebody looks at you charmingly these days and says, oh, I want to protect you, be a bit suspicious. Don't be naive. There are a lot of leaders, institutionally, politically, in the corporate sector, that are very skilled liars. And we spent this podcast exposing those lies. And if I can ask you a favor, pay it forward. Keep sharing what kind of lies are being shared. So let's expose the black sorcerers. Let's turn back to truth. Let's realize that it's not for us to define what reality is that is too arrogant, that is too grandiose. When it comes to truth, we have nothing to do but kneel. And whenever you know something that others don't and you choose not to tell them, the price you're paying is actually quite terrible because your soul knows. Your soul knows that you are betraying your conscience. And the price of that is exile from your own house of belonging. You will not be on good terms with yourself anymore and sovereignty will be forever lost. You will be nothing but a slave. So please join the uprising and speak the truth. Now, let's return to nature. Yeah, and that was it. There's a little bit of a breeze out here on the fields now, but I do enjoy it out here. Anyway, I appreciate you coming along for yet another walk. We have exposed some black sorcerers today. 
we are mounting some white magic that is more powerful than the black magic that is being used to support the forces of tyranny. And that's kind of exciting, isn't it? To have the opportunity at a critical juncture like this to stand up for something that's good, to find purpose and love in service of humanity. I think this is a great thing. Yeah, it's scary, but it's a great legacy. So when you die many years from now, just imagine that you chose to speak the truth at this critical time of your life. I am going to head back home now, to my childhood home at the very least, and uh, I'm on lunch duty today. Bit of a late lunch, but uh, so be it. We bought this amazing sausage at a Christmas market here, a local Christmas market. The hunter is really going for it. A local Christmas market recently, and it's just gorgeous. It is a gorgeous sausage. We have some great farmers around here, and they have some spices and stuff to them that very juicy. It's just kind of dripping with deliciousness. And I'm going to make that for lunch. I'm excited about that. And uh, I hope you have a great weekend. I don't know if you have snow. You probably don't if you're in Australia. But um, yeah, be well. Hope you enjoy yourself. I do feel a bit of a wind of positivity over the last couple of days. There's more awakening. There's more resistance to this bullshit. So no more trauma bonding with tyrants. That would be great. Fantastic. Have a great weekend. Bless you and much love. I look forward to speaking again next week. Thank you for joining me in this week's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you are invited to come walk with me next Friday when we will take another deep dive into the archetypal realms. To go deeper with this masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive free guide.